0: It's good to see you this morning. Get your Bibles. Turn with me, please, to the book of Romans, chapter number 5, Hebrews chapter number 10, Romans 5, Hebrews 10. Good to see you this morning. Anyway, what a blessing. Are you glad to be saved this morning? Amen. I'm enjoying the Lord this morning. His presence is here. I going to tell you something. I've been asked, when I was a kid, when I was a little boy, I could remember the Holy Spirit coming down on the church as a whole. I'm not talking about, now today we have little bits of, of Holy Spirit break out over here and over there and back there, but I'm talking about a Holy Spirit that blanketed the whole church. I'm asking the Lord to do that again. Would you help me to pray for that? I'd like to see the Holy Spirit just come down and not just a few people saying amen and not just one or two holding their hands up. And not I'd like to see it come down and blanket our church. Y'all help me pray for that. I want to see that again. I want to bring you a message this morning entitled, What His Coming Changed. What His Coming Changed. Let me just tell you right off the bat, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ changed a lot of things. Amen. amen. We'll never fully just understand just what God did on the cross of Calvary. I tell you, God did more on the cross of Calvary. You say, Preacher, it's simple. Jesus died for sins. Well, stay in your Sunday school mode if you want to. I tell you what, God did a whole lot of things on the cross of Calvary. And praise God, it goes deeper than we'll ever understand, higher than we can ever comprehend. Oh, the depths of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How in how high are his judgments and his ways passed. Finding out. Our finite minds cannot comprehend what Christ did on the cross. Our finite mouths cannot speak the wisdom of God that God did on the cross. The cross changed the world. The cross changed the calendar. The cross changed heaven itself. Amen. The cross and the coming of our Lord changed so many things. Uh, And I want to give you five things that the cross and the resurrection changed before the day's over. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're grateful for the day. We thank you for what we feel in our hearts. Thank you for the happy day that our sins were washed away. Thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit that excites us and charges us. And Father, we're just grateful this morning that we can have joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise your name. And Lord, I pray now that you would. I, Lord, all is vain except your spirit comes down. And I pray, Father, you would blank at this church with the Spirit of God like you've never done before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to give you five S's really quickly. The the Bible says that sin reigned unto death. Five things, the cross and the resurrection changed. Number one, look at me in Romans chapter five, verse number 21. We're going to read seven words, then you're going to look back up at me. The Bible says in Romans 5.21 that as sin, 5.21, As sin hath reigned unto death. Stop right there and look this way. The Bible says that in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the old way of doing things, that sin reigned unto death. If you were living under the Old Covenant, you were living under the dominion of sin, under the kingdom and rulership of death. Hey, friend, Adam's sin had tainted the world. Look back at Romans 5 in in verse uh, number 12. Watch this. Whereas by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Can I just repeat Romans 3 right there? That all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let me tell you something, because we've all sinned, we're going to die. You say, preacher, why are we dying? Boy, I got up this morning. I felt good, but you know what? I'm dying. Amen. Why are we dying? Because all have sinned. Now let's finish verse 21. Go back to 21. So as sin hath reigned unto death, what did the cross change? Even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. What did the cross change? Hey, it changed the total atmosphere from sin unto death to righteousness unto grace. Praise God this morning. I'm glad for you grace. Uh, I'm glad I'm not under an old covenant. I'm glad I'm not under an old testament. I'm not at, glad I'm not under a rigid law, but I'm under the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God we ought to be jumping the pews on that one. After the resurrection, grace reigns unto life. No more sin unto death, but grace unto life. Flip the page to Romans chapter number 6 and verse number 14. Romans 6 14. Watch this. For sin, Romans 6 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. I'm glad this morning that grace can give you a fresh start. Grace can give you a fresh life. You don't have to leave this church like you came in because grace can do a work in your heart. Grace through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can change your life. I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care what you did last night. If you'll put it under the blood of Jesus Christ... Grace can reign to life through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I don't know about y'all, but I done got chill bumps running up and down my arms. Amen. No more under the power of sin. No more under the power of the devil. I tell you what, he broke the chains. He loosened the locks. He opened the prison doors. He liberated us to go free. He wiped the slate clean. He paid a debt I couldn't, I didn't, he paid a debt he didn't owe because I owed a debt I couldn't pay. Praise God. I'll get it right in a minute. Not dominated by sin, not under the law, not a victim of the corruption of this world. Oh, I'm glad the Bible says, we're not going to turn the page anymore right now, but it says this, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. I'm glad, friend, you can look over this county and find the worst debilitated and corruption sinner that you can find, and grace can reach to that person. Praise God. Number two, got to hurry. Number two, number one, sin reigned unto death. Number two, the sabbatical law in the Old Testament prevailed over grace. How would you like to go back to the Old Testament law? I say no thank you, sir. The Old Testament law, if we were to return to that, we'd find because of sin, because of Adam's sin, and it passed to all men, God had to institute a law. After Adam's sin, don't you miss this. After Adam's sin, in just a few generations, you come down to Noah. And the Bible says that the law had not been given yet now in Noah's day, and God looked down at Noah, and he looked down at the world, and in Genesis chapter number six, the Bible says the earth was corrupt before God and filled with violence. I'm going to tell you something, that's where our earth is going now. It's becoming corrupt and filled with violence. And I'm going to tell you something, when that happens, God does something. And you know what he did in Noah's day? In Noah's day, he flooded the earth. He said, I'll just restart this thing with old Noah. But you know what? That didn't work either. Amen. Amen. He started over with Noah but Noah come out on the other side and got drunk. Noah come out on the other side and one of his boys committed sodomy. Amen preacher. Something was wrong and God said well I better do something about that so I'll inject the law. And God brings sins down the law. And the law was just and the law was holy, but there's a law in place and there's punishments described for the evildoers. And let me tell you something about the law. Capital punishment was prevalent. Even for the smallest infraction, capital punishment was prevalent. You know why? Because Israel was traveling in the wilderness and they didn't have jails, they didn't have a penal system, and God said, listen, you don't like it, you're gonna die you don't like the law, you're going to die. Amen. Amen. And so turn with me, please, to Hebrews 10 quickly. Hebrews 10 had you there. One thumb in Hebrews 10. Look at Hebrews 10, 28. Let's just see how rigid this thing was. I'm talking about what Jesus Christ has changed. Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible says in verse number 28, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy. Under two or three witnesses. You know what the Old Testament concept was? The Old Testament concept was, Behold, all God said, all souls are mine. He said, the soul of the Father, the soul of the Son is mine, and the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Capital punishment, friend, for the least of infraction. But I'm going to tell you something. The cross changed that. Praise God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changed that. For the Bible says, I'm about to get happy. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Boy, I feel, y'all may not have it but I'm feeling a little bit of the spirit of God this morning. I'm glad grace and truth came to G, through Jesus Christ. If I had the law and what old George deserved I'd be in hell today. I'd be lifting up my eyes in a flame of torment and saying God have mercy but it'll be too late. But oh, because of grace, praise God. Because of grace uh, I can have free. I can have freedom. I can be Liberated from sin because of his grace, uh, I'm going to stand in front of you this morning and say, thank God for grace. Amen. Praise Amen. God. I'm glad I'm under grace. You say, preacher, why are you under grace? I'm under grace because I'm under the blood. Praise God! If that don't float you boat, something's wrong. Amen. I'm under the blood. Oh, Romans three twenty four says this: being freely justified by His grace that is in Christ Jesus. I'm justified. I'm sanctified, and one day I'll be glorified. Praise God. I think of Acts 4.33. The Bible says, With great power the apostles gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. I'm going to tell you something this morning. I don't just want a little bit of grace. I don't. When you butter my bread, I want butter on it, amen. If you put peanut butter on my toast, I want some peanut butter on it, man. And I'll tell you something, I don't want just a little, I want a lot. When it comes to grace, don't you smear me with a little bit. I want to take a bath in it. Praise God for grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Grace was made possible Titus 2 says, The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, godly, and in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't get quiet on me. It's still good. Amen. Amen. Get on in. The water's fine. Number three, number one, sin reigned unto death. Number two, the sabbatical law prevailed over grace. Number three, the sacrifice was incomplete until Jesus came. His death and resurrection changed the sin. It changed the sabbatical and it changed the sacrifice. And the old, listen, we talked about how sin, Adam's sin, brought wickedness and corruption all the way to the days of Noah. Wiping the earth out, didn't fix it. Giving the law, didn't fix it. Somebody say, Amen. amen. Uh, but oh, but God rained down some grace when he sent the Lord Jesus Christ, and his sacrifice made it complete. The Old Testament sacrifice had to be put in place because there was some small infractions that could be put under the blood without the, without the cause of capital punishment. So there had to be something. How did you get forgiven in the Old Testament? I'll tell you how you did. God put in a system of sacrifice. uh, And God said, if you'll get under the blood, if you'll get under the blood of the bull and the goat and the ram and the turtle dove, if you'll get under that blood, if you'll come to me by faith and, and get under the blood, then I'll forgive your sin. Hmm. You say preacher, uh, why didn't we just stay under that Old Testament sacrifice? Why did Jesus have to die? Well, the Bible says it takes the blood to make atonement for the soul. Somebody say amen. amen. It takes the blood. But you know what? The Bible says that it never would that Old Testament sacrifice was it uh, did it have the ability to completely take away sins? There was even a day of atonement where the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies. The day is still called Yom Kippur. And he would, take a, he would go into the Holy of Holies, the holiest place where the Spirit of God dwelt. And he would go in there and the Bible said he better be covered in the blood when he went in there. And he went in there with the blood of a bull and he, made, he even made a sacrifice for the sins of the nation. You know what? We ought to be praying God to have mercy on our nation. He'd go in there the day on a the day of atonement and he'd place the blood. Look at Hebrews 10. You're in Hebrews 10. Look at verse, back at verse number 1. Here they were under the law. Here they were under the Old Testament sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 10 verse number 1. For the law having a shadow of good things to come. And not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers there unto perfect. What was wrong with the Old Testament sacrifice preacher? It was incomplete. It could never make the comers there unto perfect. It was a shadow of good things to come, praise God. Listen to me carefully. If you're in a car wreck, a shadow can't save you, amen. If you go to a football game, the shadow of the quarterback in the end zone is not a touchdown, amen. But I'm gonna tell you something. When a person comes along, they can get you out of a burning car, they can rescue you, or they can score a touchdown, praise God. And the law was a shadow of good things to come, and out of the shadows stepped the figure of the Lord Jesus Christ. And praise God, I'm about to get happy again. Glory to God when he comes. Uh, he has the ability to rescue. Uh, he has the ability to save. Uh, he has the ability to snatch us from the wall, charred wall of a burning hell. And smear us with grace. Whew. I say glory to God. It's breaking out over here. I always to break out somewhere else. Amen. Yes, sir. i got to get my breath. (laughs) Praise God. Those sacrifices could never take away sin. They only roll that Old Testament saint's sin forward. You say, preacher, give me scripture for that. We'll turn back one page to Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 15. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse number 15. We're going to find out what the blood of Jesus... You say, preacher, what all happened at the cross? Well, I'm trying to pour it in there. Five things. We're only at the end of the third. We're all right. Here we go. Hebrews 9.15. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by the means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament... They which are called might receive the promise of of eternal inheritance. You know what? When Moses said, go get that calf or that young bullock or that ram and he said, sacrifice it and spill its blood and when they got that Passover lamb uh, and they put that thing on the altar, they were rolling their sins forward. Rolling, rolling, rolling until finally they rolled them on the cross of Calvary. They were looking forward to the blood of Jesus Christ and when he stepped out on on the pages of scripture Christ gave his own blood for the sins of the world I say glory to God his res- resurrection brought us new hope sin no longer reigns number one the sabbatical law no longer prevails number two the sacrifice is complete number three number four the sacred covenant would be altered looky here if you divide that Bible, if you rightly divide your Bible, you've got an Old Testament and a New Testament. Let me tell you something. We've got a lot of people today trying to bring their self back under the Old Testament. I'm going to tell you something. We've already read in Romans, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. You ever get a hold of that, praise God, you'll be a happy Christian them people who try to take themselves back under the law and wear them old black suspenders, you know. I mean, they just got them old black suspenders. Let me tell you something. I don't want to wear black suspenders, amen. Amen. I don't want to wear a black hat, amen. I don't want to walk under the blackness and the darkness of the Old Testament. Praise God, I've been given some light in Jesus Christ. Glory to God. All right, number four. The sacred covenant would be offered. What else did his resurrection change? Not only did it take away sin, the sabbatical law, it offered a perfect sacrifice, it offered a new covenant. Turn back one more page to Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 13. I never had you turn so many places, but boy, we're in the word this morning. Hebrews 8, 13. In that he saith a new covenant. Uh, Say that with me. One, two, three. Here we go. One, two, three. A new covenant. Amen. Praise God. A new covenant. He hath made the first. Old OLD. Now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. I tell you, I'm gla- I'm under a new treaty this morning. I'm under a wonderful testament. This New Testament is covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. That Old Testament may have been under a goat, but I ain't under a goat no more. Praise God. I'm under the blood of Christ. Uh, praise God. I've been liberated, set free, a new covenant. This new covenant is not law. It's grace. Praise God. It's not suffering for sin. It's getting on your knees and telling the Lord you're sorry and you'll never do that again, praise God, and worshiping him and having a little bit of grace and mercy. The Bible says that in the Old Testament under two or three witnesses, they died without mercy. But I'm glad to tell you that in this New Testament, there's a throne of grace and it's called the throne of mercy, praise God. Thank God. Oh, listen, what else did his resurrection change? A new covenant. The old is ready to vanish away. Praise God. Jesus said this likewise, after he took the cup of supper and saying, This is the New Testament in the. Let me just read it. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. The Old Testament covenant was sealed under a bull, but the New Testament was sealed under the blood. Praise God. The New Testament would bring in a better hope based on better promises, a better way based on a better word. Praise God. This, the Bible says this, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I'll put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. I'm glad I'm a child of God this morning. I'm glad I'm under grace this morning. I'm glad I'm under the blood this morning. I'm glad I'm under a new covenant this morning. With better promises and better hope, I say glory to God. One more point and I'm through. We're going to get a roast beef quick. John 14, 17. One more more point. You've got four S's. Here's the last one. The Spirit would be given. Boy, we looked at that last week. I'm going to preach part of that again. I hope you don't mind. Because the Spirit would be given. The Bible says, what did we study last week? John 14, 17 says this. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye knoweth him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. We looked at that last week. But I want to just build on that just a little bit and we'll close. He's with you in the Old Testament. The Spirit of God was just with them. But it's in us. Amen. Amen. Now let me get, uh, you say scripture, I got, well that's one scripture, John John fourteen seventeen. Here we go. You ready? In Genesis chapter 1, the Spirit moved on the face of the waters. In Genesis chapter 6, the Spirit strove with man, not in him, with him. In Numbers chapter 11, the Spirit was on Moses, not in him. In Judges, the Spirit came upon Samson, and the Spirit came upon Gideon, and the Old Testament Judges then not say it was in him. Hey, in 1 Samuel, the Spirit, the Bible says, came on Saul. Even the mighty Elijah and Elisha. The Bible says of Elijah and Elisha, the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, that the Spirit rested on them. Even David in the psalm prayed, Lord, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. People get confused on that. I'm going to tell you something. But oh, in the New Testament, the Spirit's in The spirit sealed. I'm sealed this morning with the Spirit of the living God. And I'm sealed unto the day of redemption. I should never pray with David, take not thy Spirit from me because I'm sealed with the Spirit, praise God. It doesn't just move on me, it moves in me. Let me tell you something, church. If you get a hold of this, it'll put the power of God in you. Listen to me. If Moses could do those miracles of Egypt with the Spirit on him, what can you do with the Spirit in you? If Elijah can do, and Elisha can do what they did, those miracles and double those miracles, if they can do it with the Spirit moving on them, what can you do with the Spirit moving in you? Oh, you say, preacher, you're getting charismatic. No, you get full of the Spirit of God, you'll be a Bapicostal too, amen. Praise God. And I ain't talking about doing wild stuff. I'm just talking about getting full of the Spirit of God. Amen. In the New Testament, because I'm talking about what the cross changed. The cross changed that. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changed that. We now have the power of the Spirit of God living within us. You have a resource living inside of you that will help you defeat sin, defeat the law, defeat anything in this world, because he that conquered this world is living inside of you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But, oh, listen, in Acts chapter 2, something changed. Oh my, suddenly the Bible says there came down from heaven as a rushing of a mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as unto fire and it sat on each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. I figured something out and I can't always practice, but I'm going to calm down a minute. I've been excited. If I live my day doing the things I want to do, I have a pretty good day. I really do. But if I'll start my day, and all through that day, I'll just honor him. I mean, I'm still doing the same things. I may be mowing the yard. I may be playing pickleball. I I may be doing something else. I may be in my study. I mean, you'll find me a million places in one day. I may start out with a cup of coffee and wind up in the hospital visiting somebody. But hey, if I'll just walk with him on that daily basis. Listen, I'm talking about being led by the Spirit of God. I enjoy it so much more. Man, I mean, I can do something today And not have not pray that much and not walk that much and not tell the Lord I love him that much. And I mean, I can just go through the motions of that day and I have a good day. But the next day I'll do the exact same thing except I'll begin with honoring God. And I'll talk to him and I'll pray with him and I'll pray with him as I drive down the road. And I'll go to my study and pray. And and listen, I'll stop on top of the hill when I'm checking the fence. And I'll just get off and, and, and pet the old dog and talk to Jesus. I can do the same thing today that I did yesterday, but with him, it makes it so much better. I mean, the sky's brighter. The trees are greener. Uh, the, I mean, it's just so much of a better day with Jesus. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about no crazy feeling of the Spirit. I'm talking about just walking with God. Just walking with God. Oh, listen, i got to close. The Bible says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm saved this morning. I'm sealed. I'm secure. Amen. I'm headed for a place that's called heaven. What did it do? Five things. Let me review them. No more will be sin. Sin will be rolled forward. My sin's not rolled forward this morning. It's rolled right back on the cross. It's in the sea of forgetfulness. Number two, no more will the rigid, inflexible Old Testament law rule over me, but there's freedom in Christ. Number three, there's a new sacrifice. The blood of Jesus can cleanse every sin. Number four, you can get under a new covenant this morning that'll stretch from here into eternity. You know what? This new covenant will never go away. The old one waxed old as a garment. But the new one will take me into eternity. Praise God. Lastly, you can possess a new spirit, a new hope, and a fresh start. Let me ask you a question. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Right now, just stay seated. Would you like to have a fresh start this morning? Would you like to have a new beginning? I mean there's nothing like it. There's nothing like being forgiven. There's nothing like having grace. There's nothing like walking with God. There's nothing like feeling that spirit move in your breast and your heart. Jesus said, "I'm going to pray the Father and he'll give you another comforter." And he'll abide with you forever. Forever. Would you stand with me? Keep your head bowed, please. Oh, my. I wonder if there would be one this morning. You'd say, preacher, I need a fresh start. you got boldness to admit it. Preacher, I need a fresh start. I need a clean slate. I need to move on with life. Would you slip up your hand? Anybody? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Hands all over the house. I need a fresh start. Amen. God bless you. I tell you, there's a... His Spirit's here. He's willing to give you a fresh start. I'm going to ask you to come. Others need you to come. Come on. If you raise your hand, get up here on this altar. Get you a fresh start. It'll start. Get yourself under the... God bless you. Come on. Come on. Get you a fresh start. You can't kneel down, sit down on this front seat. It's all right if you've got bad knees. i got them too. Praise God. Amen. Preacher, I need a fresh start. I'm going to tell you how you get a fresh start. Get under the blood. You say, preacher, I've already been saved. Well, you need a fresh coating of it. Amen. Ain't hey, nothing wrong with rededicating your life. Nothing wrong with saying, I need a fresh start. Brian, find out what the needs here and pray. Ben, Jason, come up here and pray for these folks. We're going to be obedient to the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. If somebody needs to be saved, lead them to the Kenny. Come on. If you feel led to come up here and help, come on. We need help at the altar. If you, come on, Tony. Come up here and pray with somebody. Some of you deacons, move. Amen. This church will move when we'll move with it. Amen. The Spirit will move when we'll move with it. Pray with these folks. Sincerely and humbly. Anybody else need to come? God spoke to several people this morning. The Spirit of God moved this morning. He just moved in places, but praise God, I'm going to pray He gets on the rest of you. Amen. I'm going pray He gets on you like peanut butter on one of my sandwiches. Praise God. What do you need this morning? I'm going to tell you something. Jesus can meet your need. Jesus can give you strength. Jesus can start you fresh today. Jesus can help you today. Praise God. You can have a fresh anointing of the spirit of the living God. Get on in. The water's fine. Amen. It's not cold. It's warm. Amen. We're going to pray. All right, let's be dismissed in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for settling in upon this place this morning, Lord. And Lord, we know you're not finished working yet, Lord. I just pray, Lord, if there be one here again that didn't come forward or perhaps needs just assurance of their salvation, Lord, that they would get that settled today, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for just, again, meeting with us today, Lord. And may we not walk out of here with a critical spirit, but just recognize what a blessing it is to know you as our personal Lord and Savior and be able to worship and serve you this morning, Lord. Lord, I just pray you'd be with us now as we go our separate ways. Lord, just give us a desire to be back in your house in the next appointed time. And give us an opportunity this week to share Jesus with someone. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.